0: Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Uh, welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Evan Unger. Um, Evan, let's start off by uh, giving people a bit of an intro to yourself. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, thanks. Yeah, my name is Evan. Uh, I've been investing in real estate uh, in on the Canadian side for Roughly six years. Um, We're scaling aggressively uh, over the past last year, and we're going to be very aggressive this year. We definitely have interest in scaling into the United States. I'm excited to not only have you ask me some questions, but also me ask you a whole bunch as well. So yeah, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, we were literally just having this conversation. I'm like, why didn't we record this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I don't know where we we get along fine. So it works good. We're gonna. I think it's gonna be a good conversation. So um. Uh, I don't know if you want to go into background or something. Maybe we'll do that at the end. We'll do a bit of your, like your, your, your business and stuff. But um, I wanted to talk about like, you know, you gave me some topics, layering your real estate business, right? Um, how, how does that work? How does it sort of go? And uh, it kind of explained this to some people because it's one of those things that um, honestly is, is something I've been putting a lot of thought into. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: So we call it layering. There's so many different ways to to name it, but if you're investing like one property here, one property there, I can't necessarily see there's a a need for it or if it makes the most sense, but as you start to scale your real estate uh, strategies, whatever that strategy may be, um, it makes sense for you to create an ecosystem of businesses where you can generate revenue uh, from different places where you'd normally be spending extra money. Uh, And so you might as well be paying yourself, Um, get the advantages of having different businesses and uh, you're going to be allocating resources to this type of spend anyways. So you may as well even open it up to third party um, payments and actually make money on these. So we basically turned our some of our significant expenses, two of our most significant expenses into two new revenue streams. And so uh, in the pandemic, before the pandemic, we were um, working, renovating, burring properties, and we, you know, we didn't have too much issue with it. And then the pandemic hit, prices went absolutely skyrocketing, not only on the assets themselves, but on uh, contractors and on materials, especially. So we just saw this margin that we had shrink down. And in Ontario, at least Southern Ontario, it's so hard to hit a burr without spending, you know, a couple hundred thousand or 150,000 anyways in renovation costs. Yep. So to see that percentage climb in terms of cost, we said, okay, we need to control our our costs for our renovations. And so basically what we did is we launched our own renovations company. Um, it's called Choice Renovations Canada. And we um, hired our own internal team. We still use subs, obviously, uh, for scale. But this allowed us to control the schedule. It allowed us to inc- control the quality, and it allowed us to control the urgency, which is oftentimes overlooked when you're scaling. If you have one property come up and it's it's a, a bigger deal and you need it done faster, or you have a refinance that's pending on something, it's very easy to move a crew over when you own the company. And so. Um, We did that. It lowered our cost. It allowed us basically to continue the Burr model and actually allowed us to capture more properties that would normally not have fit the model because the cost would have been too much to renovate. So it opened up a bit more opportunity. And then what ended up happening was people started messaging us saying like, who's doing your renovations? We see you pumping these properties out. This is incredible. Like, You know, we're posting like one week turnovers on units or 30 day turnovers on, on homes. Uh, And so anyways, we started getting a lot of investors that came basically shopping to us. And now we do uh, properties for investors all the time. We do um, primary residences here and there, but that renovations business ended up being a a great choice. And then um, we found the same thing with property management. We're seeing like, why are we spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month on fully stabilized properties that we've just renovated. The maintenance is gonna be fairly low. If we pick the right tenants, the the needs should be fairly low, but yet we're paying anywhere from six to 8% gross a month. It it eats your profit. So we did the same thing. We launched our own uh, property management, and then now we're bringing in other people into the company as well.
0: Cool, okay, lots of tech to go from from there. (laughs) So for the renovation business, you, you created a new business you didn't go buy one right correct right so you're starting with a brand new business so you have to hire the trades and everything else did you like just you know sort of you know borrow some trades or steal some trades from somebody else or how do you how do you build this team because you know these are uh you know typically the best contractors are working for themselves or somebody else already right
1: yeah. So that's, that right there is a great point. So we kind of did a hybrid. We didn't really buy a business, but we definitely started our own. However, we brought in a new partner. So on, on my businesses for real estate, it's myself and Jordan, two, two of us. Yeah. Um, and on the renovations business, we know where our strengths are and we know where our weaknesses are. And if, if we knew everything about renovations, we would have been in the renovations business, not the real estate investing business. So um, Jordan had a very close friend of his who was in the construction business and renovation business. And he was kind of a small team, let's say like three or four people. Um, and he did very, very high end finishes. And so if you can do the high end, you can do the low end or the, the mid range. Uh, I don't want to call anything low end because they're <laughs> it's all good. But um, he he was very, very skilled at it. And we sat down and talked to him and said, okay, like, what, what does your profit look like? What does this look like? And the numbers were good, but they they weren't, crazy and we asked him like what are some of the problems you're having he's like well i I hate running the the business side of things i love the on-site stuff as any trades person will tell you good with their hands they hate the business side of things and so um you know we sat down talked and said listen we'll take care of the entire business side of things you manage the on-site stuff we'll scale we'll do marketing we'll do the all the business side and one of the problems he had presented was that in the winter time He often has to let go of a lot of these trades because it slows down so much. Yeah, I said, well, we have the solution to that. We're buying all year round. We'll keep the business flush at all times, and so um, we ended up partnering with him. uh, Launched the company, so we didn't have to relearn any. We've learned an insane amount just from being partners with him, and I think vice versa him to us. But we didn't have to go crazy on figuring it out from scratch and then the trades he had been in the industry for so long so he had people on his team and we kind of i mean i've done a lot of the hiring myself uh, you know just posting ads on on you know indeed and stuff like that and then doing the first few interviews and then i put them on site with him for the test
0: and if they pass we bring them on that's awesome they are leveraging other people's teams um and it's good was there like a concern from him that like hey i'm doing all the work and you know you get to sit in the office and do that was there any of that or did it just sort of match up or did you have to make some compromises to make that sort of go yeah so i mean
1: i think that he he looks at it as we're we're paying him very well um uh, yeah. so not only do we pay him he, he uh, i can't even say we pay him he's he's an owner so uh yeah. you know what i mean like he pays himself very well. Um, and he's getting a piece of this larger pie. So not only is he still being compensated for his time, he also gets compensated on the profit as well. And he has equity in this company. Uh, uh, So he's part getting a
0: part of the profit from the house projects as well. Like for the, no, no,
1: no, no. The, the, the the profit from the real estate that we take on is a separate Separate thing. Okay. But he's getting profit on sites that we work for and, and every site we do has profit in it. So, And he's getting paid for whatever time he's spending on site. And then the beautiful thing is, is the vision is that his company was smaller at the time. So he's always on site. And when he's not, he was just getting a small piece of profit. Whereas now, you know, he's getting salaried for managing the on-site stuff. And when he goes on site, he gets paid and he's an owner. So,
0: okay. So then you probably had to hire some new staff. Would that more be his sort of uh, his side of the the business? Because he's sort of the... expert in the construction or did you guys how did that work out hello everybody thanks for listening to the podcast Uh, i just wanted to let you know that i have created a new coaching program i believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past what we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace which is pretty cool and then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. What I'm doing right now is offering a discount code on the course. I want to have it so we have a nice full group in order to do the deal analysis and to work through our problems together. Um, if this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. When you get to the website, click on the course and type in the discount code April 2023. This will get you 500 bucks off for the month of April. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast.
1: We do... We do, uh, we try and take care of all the administrative tasks for him because he is on site. Um, So um, I will post the ads. I'll talk to him about like what specific skills he's looking for. I'll expand on the the skills in the ads. I'll do all the initial interviewing and and first two rounds of interviewing. And then the third, I'll narrow it down to, let's say, a small, small handful. And we'll just place them on site with him at, at our own jobs that we own and have them do a small piece of maybe more intricate work and if he likes the quality of their work then we bring them on so he does it doesn't take too much extra effort on his side
0: i like it i like it there's 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 something there and like I went to a bunch of masterminds and they talked about this um, finding uh, businesses that complement your business, right, to purchase, right. Um, and one of the things they were talking about at the mastermind was like, say, an air conditioning company. If you're going to use, you know, doing a lot of air conditioners, you can hire, you know, buy an air conditioning company because it'll it'll complement your business or like a furnace company or HVAC sure. company, right? Sure. Um, and one thing that's cool about some of these too is it changes, um, you know we're typically in a little bit of a, a down market right now, but um, some of these businesses work fine. Like people are still going to do the renovations throughout it. So it'll like sort of even out your cash flow. Um, for instance, like say you had an HVAC or um, an AC company, if, um, you know, things don't go so well when homeowners, if they are in the winter and their furnace goes, do you think they're going to pay their mortgage or get their furnace fixed? If things are tight. They're gonna yeah, okay get certain. the furnace fixed because yeah. they need it. It's like a necessity in Canada. If you're down in say Florida in the summer, it's a necessity to get that air conditioner fixed, right? Yeah. Depending where you are, right? So it's it It's one of those things that's really cool to think about the businesses that complement your business. Um, what about the, the property management side of that? How, how did that go? <laughs> that was a hard one. Um, but
1: it was, it was hard to get off the ground, uh, put it that way. And we're still learning and still going. Like, I feel like every day I'm learning new things in these businesses, um, which is kind of why I love the challenge, but, um, the property management was simple when we looked at how much money we were spending on management. And it was just like, I mean, it's mind blowing (laughs) when you have a a decent size portfolio, you look at it and, and, you know, no matter what it's on gross. So no matter what it is, it is. Right. So um, you're looking at it and you're just like, this is such an enormous expense. And like I said, when these properties are being rented, it's one thing if we had a bunch of like slumlord homes with a lot of issues and a lot of maintenance, and I'd be like racking my brain, how do I do this? But we have- 99% of our properties, we renovate before we rent them out. So they're in like beautiful condition and the maintenance is going to be very low. So then we put these good tenants in them and there's not much to it, you know, so we're just looking at these tens of thousands of dollars a month being spent on property management. We said, you know what, this is an easy way to keep the cash in our pocket. So, um, we launched it. Um, you know, spoke to our lawyers. They took care of that stuff. Uh, we launched it internally only uh, to start, and uh, and then we're slowly expanding externally now. So the internal alone saved us a fortune. Um, I outsourced the management of the day-to-day to a uh, virtual assistant. Yep. So we have a great software we use. There's a ton of options out there for software, and the virtual assistant was trained on the software, given a, a VoIP phone line uh, for 24 hours pay her a a salary uh, to manage it and be available whenever the phone rings and uh, and that's it. But when we first started, there was a lot of hurdles to run through and I had put an ad out for a, a property management agent and I got some really cool applications and one of which had done, had worked for one of the larger real estate investors in Ontario. And so I actually contracted her to help me set up the business And so she helped me build out our standard operating procedures, put a manual together, uh, pick a phone system, pick the software and, and, and get it set up from there. So that saved me a lot of effort.
0: That's cool. So just to go over this a little bit, just so I make sure I understand this call flow. You, know, you something happens at a property, the tenant picks up the phone. They call your phone number. The VA picks up the phone. Um, if it's like a maintenance request, they would. I don't know if you have a handyman that's on your staff that's separate from the construction company, or they pass the uh, the um, ticket over to the construction company. Something like that. The construction company goes and deals with it. Um, does the virtual assistant uh deal with like you know uh just checking to make sure people have paid their rent uh all the online portal they they deal with all that too. I was wondering if they were just like basically an incoming call center or if they're doing the whole Everything.
1: Thing. So okay. the software is really like an all-in-one software so it we have in Canada the the anyways, yes, they deal with everything. Um the software will show you everything. It encompasses maintenance, uh rent payments, reminders, your end notices, your leases, absolutely everything. So she, like, when we have rental applications, they come into this site, she gets the notification, she emails them. Okay, here's the information I need to complete your application. She does an evaluation. If, if it's below the threshold that we've set out, it, it gets declined. If it's above and fits the threshold we're looking for, she will evaluate a group of the candidates, wait until there's a few candidates, and then she will send an email. Here's your top candidates from them. And then the consultant that I told you about uh, is the one who's still picking. So I, I oversee them and take a look here and there if I have to step in, but I try to build systems that can be duplicated as we scale. So um so yeah. So And the majority of the time, the only time the phone is supposed to be used as per the manual that we send new tenants is when it's an emergency. Everything else goes through this software. So each tenant has their own login to this software, our property management software. And so they can log in and they can put in a maintenance request. They can put in any type of notice or message or literally correspond with us in any way. And that way it's all tracked. Helps a lot, especially in Ontario. If there's any type of tribunal that we need to go to, all of our communications are tracked there. So it's quite nice.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome just to be organized and keep it all all together. Mm -hmm. So I think I heard this, but I'm just going to clarify. Maybe I'll I'll be asking a stupid question, but the physical part of the lease-ups, you have another agent that goes and uh, physically lets them in? Okay, this is a great question. Okay, so what we've done... and, and.
1: yeah. So we've tried to be like, what do you call it? Um, um, I don't want to say like decentralized because it's such like a, a <laughs> one of those words, what are they called? Hot yeah. words right now. But, but like, yeah, we, we have people in the cities that we have the majority of our holdings in and they work as contractors with us as needed. So we'll pay them, Uh, an hourly amount and um, potentially a kilometers or a base depending on who they are and how much work they're doing. Okay. But yeah, so if we have a maintenance request that comes through the system before sending out an expensive contractor to go like, you know, a specialized contractor, especially, um, you know, for a furnace, for example, furnace isn't working, that's going to be a $300 maintenance call if it's, if there's nothing to do. Uh, And so um, one of our property management agents on the ground will go out there they flick the, the furnace switch. Oh, it turned on. Great. It cost us, you know, 50 bucks instead of 300. Yeah. So yeah. the small things like that. So we have them all over. And then when it's time for someone to be move in or move out, they go do the checklist, um, for move-ins and move-outs.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It's all about systems and I love it. I love, I love systems, right? Uh, even myself, uh-huh. I've tried to like eliminate myself from my, my, job, <laughs> my, my real estate businesses and wherever you can. Right. Um, and that's, yeah. that's really the name of the game. Um, maybe, maybe this is privy information, but, uh, you running a renovation company, uh, any like renovation hacks or any, you know, ways to get some discounts, anything, anything you know about in that sort of business? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, um, I think there's two types of discounts and I, I love to talk about this. There's two types of discounts and 90% of people will only pay attention to one of them. And that's yeah. that's your money discount. And it's, it's a huge component. You feel it right away. Um, but then you're, there's also your time discount. And um, what I mean by that is how much time does it take you to get the materials and get the work done? And so you obviously want to get the best price possible. Um, but if you can find a supplier who can take care of the whole unit for you and you don't have to piece these things together. Holy smokes. The amount of re- the, the the reduction in amount of resources that need to be allocated to that site is enormous. And so we have some strategic partnerships with um, some suppliers that will basically like do our takeoff for us and provide us with a pallet of everything that needs to come into this unit. And so um, we're working on scaling that relationship. And I think that will have a huge, huge benefit. Um, but then in terms of discounts, I mean, we've, we've bought, you know, when we have a flooring, like, you know, everyone used the the gray luxury vinyl plank, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we would buy pot pallets of that or the uh, marble printed porcelain tile, you know, like 24 by 12 tiles or whatever it may have been. We would buy a pallet or two pallets of that and just put it in a storage unit or our warehouse. And, you know, if it saves us a significant amount, even if it saves us, you know, 30 cents on the dollar, right? That's a, over however many square feet is huge. So I think buying in bulk helps. We've looked at importing containers from China of the luxury vinyl plank. Um, We were looking at it before COVID and then COVID hit and the price to uh, transport that just, it wasn't worth it, so.
0: (laughs) No, that's a great tip. And I I do the same thing with my contractors. I'm like, and they're, they're always like, if you're willing to go with that, you know, whatever they've bought a whole thing of, there's, there's discounts in it. And if you look at like my flips, they kind of look the same, but they're in like different like parts of town and everything <sighs> else. But they, you know, for a long time, we are the outside of the house. We painted it like this, uh, uh Navy blue every time in all I the same that. color. Everyone has that. the same window trim. This, uh, all have the same white color on the inside. We use the same cabinetry. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, just do it again. Just do you, it again. Let's not spend time to trying to figure this out every time.
1: And I think that that is what separates the um I mean, I mean, we're also in the rental business, right? So, so it's, it's, you don't need these custom finishes in a rental house. As long as you've done it beautifully and, and a good quality, the house is going to rent, you know, like properly. But I think there's a lot of people who get caught up on like, Oh, I want to make this design this way. I want to put an accent wall here. And you like, you know, curb appeal is important. And so like, you know, putting that garden in the front is going to, is going to help on a resale for sure. But when it comes to the interior of the home, know your quality finishes, know what's trending and then duplicate. Don't spend your time trying to be unique on every home. It, it, like if you're running an Airbnb business, maybe. If you're running a, a long-term re- a rental business, do what, do what duplicates.
0: <laughs> I agree. It, like everyone, I think HGTV like um, has put this in everyone's head. They're like, someone says, "Oh, I want to flip," and the other person in the relationship goes oh, maybe I get to, I could be the person to the decorator and I could pick all these 100%. different tiles every single time.
1: A hundred percent. You know how often I
0: hear that from my significant other?
1: I can do this part for you. Like, I'll decorate this one for you. I'm like, like listen, when I have the next Airbnb we
0: do, it's all yours. Yeah, go That's for something. it. Yeah, Airbnb is different. <laughs>
1: yeah, hands off until Airbnb. That's exactly it.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, I love this. This is a great chat. Um, if uh, Evan, if people wanted to get a hold of you, wanted to, you know, see if there's some sort of synergy with the property management, synergy with the um, the contracting, maybe what areas you cover, and then how to get a hold of you. Yeah, so
1: we cover majority of. I mean west of toronto majority of southern ontario west of toronto and then we also cover up north to st marie sudbury timmins because we have holdings up there as well um you can reach me on my personal instagram is at evan Unger, ungar and you can i mean you can find me anywhere you can google and you'll see all the companies pop up and and all the fun stuff happen but uh Yeah, I think Instagram, or you can email me, evan at tuckcapital.com. So T-U-K-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. And uh, that's my main email. You can reach me there.
0: Awesome. Well, Evan, appreciate coming on the show. This was a great fun chat. I think. Thank uh, you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was great.